Okay, come on. It won't kill us to get a deep-fried Snickers and a Coke. Before riding Devil's Flight? Yeah, that might kill me. No! What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben Franklin. We ended season 12 with a threequel. We started Lucky season 13 with a movie we'd like to forget that was supposed to get a sequel. Now we cover another threequel about a number of unlucky teenagers. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. Riding in the back row with me is my co-host, Jim. Preparing myself for the whip down the main hill. Hey now. I'm Kevin. Ride along with us this week for a fun one directed by James Wong. James Wong, probably most known for being a writer and director on The X-Files. He was also a writer and producer on American Horror Story. He's only directed four films. One of those four films is the one we're covering this week, Final Destination 3 from 2006, a supernatural horror thriller following the first two movies from 2000 and 2003, and then preceding two more sequels, one in 2009 and one in 2011. And there's an untitled sixth one coming at some point. The first Final Destination was actually a script idea meant for X-Files. Makes perfect sense. And then they just were like, you know what? This thing has legs. Let's turn it into a whole movie. I have a lot of meaning when it comes to that first Final Destination movie. So as cheesy as this may sound, the love notes that my first girlfriend would give me, I would keep it in the DVD case of Final Destination. Oh, nice. And then every time we did the Death Clock, the special feature on that one, she'd freak the hell out. So it was, once again, nights of listening to Dido and Jars of Clay and Recompense. But I will go down with I thought you were going to say she, like, wrote in the love notes like i'd ride behind a, a truck full of lumber for you <laughs> don't get on the plane yeah don't, don't get on the plane love so and so devin sawa an interesting thing about final destination 3 is that it was shot with an interactive dvd in mind so basically each important scene in the movie was shot multiple times with varying outcomes so awesome that they did that yeah this was a big thing in the early 2000s so spoiler for the movie joyride But I will always remember ruining that movie for myself, watching the DVDs alternate endings because like that movie's cool because I think you never see like the stalker, the truck driver who's chasing them. You never know what his deal was. It's just this dude's chasing them once them dead. You don't know why, but in an alternate ending, they show the dude and he's just an average hillbilly. There's nothing like strange or supernatural or weird about him. He's just a dude. Even though that alternate ending is not canon and is not official, it ruins that entire movie for me knowing it exists. Here's the thing. I don't get why like standard DVDs, they put effort into the menus, all these extras. And now we're just supposed to write off the old standard DVDs. It's like when they went to Blu-ray, every menu is the same generic boot up menu, 4K, same thing. Why did they put so much extra effort on a smaller size disc for DVDs and nothing beyond that? When you have the room to do right so it, that is strange because yeah now it's you know and it depends on which edition because i love like putting in an old dvd and there's not trailers there's nope. not commercials Go straight it's to just it. like menu pops up and it gives you a three second loop and it's like play movie options which is like closed captioning and then there might be like when we did pluto nash and we watched oh the yeah behind the making of the music video <laughs> imx stuff. i love that Fuck. like awesome and like i like that i remember one of my favorite things and so one of my probably top five favorite movies ever is Friday and if you watch Friday on VHS after the movie ends you can watch the music video the Dr. Dre yeah. keep their heads ringing music video that was a special feature it's, yeah it's like after the it's so cool after the FBI warning yes exactly so with this movie thankfully the interactive stuff it doesn't ruin the movie it doesn't really see I didn't jump into that yeah, because I wanted to watch a straight movie it changes some things minor the one you told me is the best 
Yeah, where it literally, you pick the yes. alternate way, it ends the movie. It ends the movie. It's You're done. like five minutes in and it's just like. They didn't get on the coaster, movie over. Credit, yeah, they don't get on the coaster, movie over. Yeah, there's another one. We'll talk about yeah. some of them. If I think of them, we'll talk about them. So originally the movie was titled Cheating Death, Final Destination 3, which doesn't make a lot of sense because technically they could all be called Cheating Death. That's what they're trying to That's do. That's what they're trying to do. So like you didn't need Cheating Death, Final Destination 3. And then at some point it was called Final Destination 3 D, but that would have been weird without 3D because <laughs> yeah. adding the 3D elements they decided was just going to be too expensive. It's a lot. Final Destina- a 3D Final Destination movie though makes sense. It would have back in the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean when there were 3D TVs as well for home release. Yeah, there you go. How many people have those? I hope to find one of those on the curb one day. Please, or a plasma that yeah. is still <laughs> a 3D plasma. A 3D plasma that weighs 2,000 pounds. The movie's plot revolves around a roller coaster derailment. The idea came from a New Line Cinema executive who claims it was not inspired by the 2003 Big Thunder Mountain Railroad roller coaster derailment, which crushed someone. He said, no, unrelated completely. Bullshit. Uh, Okay, dude. So, Jim, recently there was almost a roller coaster derailment. There could have been. So tell us about that, along with news, budget, and box office at time of release for Final Destination 3. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. So before I get into the rundown of FD3, let's talk about Fury 325 real quick. So background, Fury 325, as the number indicates, it's 325 feet, massive giga coaster down at Carowinds, owned by Cedar Fair on the North Carolina, South Carolina border. I'm pretty sure in the park, there is the border where you cross borders of the state. Kevin and I have brought this up. It's one of those coasters that are on our list yeah, that we well, want to ride. I, like I texted you, Golden Ticket, which is they give the Golden Ticket Awards every year. They rank, you know, roller coasters best park best all that they've had fury 325 which i think opened in 2016 if i'm not mistaken they've had it as the number one roller coaster every single year with the exception of the first year it opened this year i don't think that's gonna happen it'd be something if it did because there's gonna be controversy the fix would be in so here's the problem speaking of fix no pun intended but i hope they do it right patron of the park noticed as he was looking at one of the struts as the car was coming around there's a massive crash yes like really bad. Hence final destination three is the perfect selection for this week. And it's pretty bad. So he took the video to the ride operators and the head of Carowinds. He stood there and waited for the ride to get shut down. Cars are still going through. Cars are still going through. They're not shutting down the ride and it's a clear break. Like at any moment, a car could fly right off the fucking track as we see in this movie. So they didn't shut it down. He goes to the fire department. Fire department shows up. They officially shut down the ride. So then a lot of people are like, well, you know, season pass holders. What are we going to do? We've made our trip here. It's a featured ride. Carowinds about a couple days ago released an official statement. This is from Carowinds. So here's the other thing. There was proof that that crack had formed a week before a week prior to when this dude took the video of the full a full clean break and it's flexing every time the cars go around every single time it's putting pressure on it's high g-force it's on a g-force bend where it's probably pulling i don't know maybe about a 5g bend which is a lot so carowinds finally released an official statement because at first they were talking about patching it and just keep on and hate to tell you it's gonna make it worse and then what's that flex tape flex seal yeah they're just gonna smack some fucking flex seal up there infomercial guy up there just yeah and then slap it and forget it or and whatever. Hope, thank God somebody finally said, hey, if somebody dies on this ride, this park is absolutely yeah, well, look fucked. At Cedar Point, you know, exactly. you had Top a, Thrill Dragster. Top Thrill Dragster, a piece flies off and hits somebody and then they shut the thing down for a year. They probably should have demolished it. Yeah, but, they're redesigning yeah, the entire sure. ride. Here is the official statement from Carowinds involving Fury 325 as posted by El Toro Ryan on YouTube, our coaster go-to person by far. Carowinds today shared the following update. Since July 1st, the park's maintenance team and representatives from the ride's manufacturer, Bollinger and Mabillard, B&M, have conducted a thorough investigation of the entire track, support columns, and foundation. In addition, and in partnership with B&M, we have performed a battery of tests identifying the cost of the fracture, which appeared to have formed along a weld line on the steel column. If you guys want to see it, check the video. It's everywhere. Working in close coordination with B&M, we are planning to remove and replace the existing support column. 
thank God. Yeah. Because I'm like, you can't fucking patch Wild this. It. No. Not happening because the weld is just going to re-break. The new support column, which is being fabricated by B&M, which, perfect, have yes. the manufacturer, sure. not a cheap way out, that's smart, is expected to be delivered to the park next week. Following the installation of the new column and as part of our normal protocol for rides such as Fury 325, we will conduct an extensive series of tests to ensure the safety and integrity of the coaster. Well done. These will include an accelerometer test that uses sensors to measure any variation in the ride's experience. After that, we plan to operate the ride for a full 500 cycles, performing tests and inspections of the entire ride throughout that period. Once this phase is complete, we will ask B&M and a third-party testing firm to perform a final inspection to ensure the ride exceed all required specifications. Good on them. And in a nutshell, the safety and our guests and associates will always be Carowind's top priority. Once the new support column is in place and all the testing inspections have been completed, we will work with the North Carolina Department of Labor, Elevator, and Amusement Device Bureau, Elevator Bureau, to prepare Fury 325 for reopening. We will share an update on the reopening of the ride when a date has been finalized. And what El Toro Ryan said, professional. That yeah. is the right response to it. So, two questions. One, how do I get on those 500 rides for the testing? Because I'll do it. I'll ride uh, it. I'll well, be like, I'll, I'll sit in every seat on this, on this train. And Ryan brought it up, and he's completely right, because he's named after the El Toro coaster at Six Flags Great America in New Jersey. It's probably the best to be the first rider when the ride is completely repaired because that's the cleanest the coaster will ever be is being one of the first ones. I would pay extra to be one of those. So then the second question is they had to do everything exactly right, didn't they? They had to because you got lives at stake and it could sink the entire park. Because they botched it so badly. Those ride ops had to have been fired. It's either the ride ops or I'm pretty sure, and I brought this up, doesn't a maintenance worker walk the track and walk around every coaster before the park even opens like a couple hours? see that though i mean but then again i wonder though if that also goes to the park releasing that because maybe they had somebody on staff or a couple people and they laid them off yeah and now they got lax and they realize they have to do this because their asses are on the line i it's so i mean that is that so i know someone personally used to work at king's island and was a ride off on a coaster and got fired because these dickhead teenagers were screwing around i don't know if a girl took her boyfriend's hat or the, the boy she was flirting with hat or whatever and they threw it over the guardrail like near the track they're trained to where it's like if anything is on the inside of the yellow line while the ride's in motion you stop the ride yeah so he stopped the ride because that's what he was Safety trained protocol. to do they fired him because they said you endangered the people on the ride and he goes i was trained to stop you know i was trained to stop the ride if anything got on the inside of the yellow line and they were like well tough shit yeah you know basically wrong place wrong time because they were they basically admitted like there is a no-win situation here you just have to know the right thing to do because had he not stopped the ride because i think what happened is the kid actually jumped the guardrail to get his hat okay so after the girl threw his hat he jumps the guardrail and at that second, boom, boom, he hits the button. What if he's still standing there when the coaster comes in? I mean, are they being pissy too? Because maybe they're working like a two train op where oh, if I'm you sure. hit the brake and it got, it's on the main yeah. hill, it stalls it. Yeah. So maybe they're pissed about that. But I, what do you want? You I, want to exactly. err on the side of caution yes. or you want somebody to fucking die? They just die? want you to do what's right. And most of these ride ops, and we've seen it at Cedar Point, work like 15, 16 hour mm. shifts. And their your lives yes. are in the hands of a 16 year old kid who most of the time is is not from the same country. Yes. Most uh, of the time. So the other one I'll mention quickly is yesterday, as we're recording this, Intimidator 305 at King's Dominion, which gets compared a lot yeah. to Fury 325. About an hour outside of Bush Gardens. Um, it got stuck halfway up the lift hill, Ugh. which is not really that uncommon of a thing to happen. Happened on Millennium Force a lot when it we, first It opened. happened to us on Gatekeeper. Yes. And you freaked the hell out. We weren't even up that high oh, yet. I was, no, I was just getting claustrophobic. Yeah. Like the, the restraint on your chest. Like I already am like a little uncomfortable in certain restraints. Plus it's a hot day. And it's a hot day. We're in the sun on the lake, like the lake shore. And it's like sun beating down caution. Cause I'm like, we're going to be here for three hours. I'm going to yeah. fucking lose it. Ours. It's like there was a power outage. Like it stopped working and then the, the power came back on and then we, and then we just we went, went yeah. and off we went. Not these guys. Well, yesterday on uh intimidator three Oh five named after they Dale. had to, it is named after Dale. They had to, uh, you don't crash in. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't crash on the coaster though. So they had to walk down there's an emergency yeah. staircase on the hill and um, but this isn't super common but it's not uncommon 
next week we're going to talk a little bit yeah. more in depth about roller coaster issues. But so. it's over 300 feet in the air. Yeah, right. High winds. Yes, high winds. And then you no, said a kid was freaking yeah, out? Yeah, there was a kid. He was like eight years old or something and he was stuck and he was like losing it. An employee came up the stairs to help to assist because it's not like there's a guardrail no. and like you're strapped in. There ain't a fucking slide There's down. not even like a, a big fence that's preventing you. Like it is just a, a staircase. A steep staircase with no, uh, I mean. Could you imagine if you had a couple beers in your system? I think I would probably go down on my butt. Yeah. One step at a time. I I mean, I'm a 38 year old, 39 year old man. I can't yeah. remember how old I am. And I, uh, I would think I would like just go on my butt one step at a time because I'm like, I don't want to walk down no. a 300 foot staircase of no car roads. Exactly. Crazy. It's not worth risking it. But the one thing that was worth risking was Final Destination 3 came out February the 10th, 2006 to a $25 million budget and made $119 million at the box office. That's great. Oh, hell yeah. Never forget, kids. The moral of the story of this movie is if you don't follow the rules, you will fucking die because everybody died because they didn't listen. We should have looked. We talked a couple weeks ago about threequels in yeah. the third movie in the series. We, we should have looked. I mean, obviously, like, you know, excluding Star Wars, Lord of the Rings and things like that. This had to have been up there with the highest grossing third movies ever. Because usually it's a fantastic. lot of movies like I'm looking at Beverly Hills Cop 3. A lot like, of diminishing returns. Yeah. Usually by the third movie, people are like over it. And we learned from when we covered it, it wasn't even supposed to be a Beverly no. Hills Cop 3. They kind of just said, fuck it. We need yeah. a name notoriety for it. Let me give you some of the coaster openings in 2006 because we had some juggernauts. Nice. We've heard about this all the time, Kevin. How about how great this one is? Ejinica yep. in Japan. Usually commonly referred to as the greatest coaster in the world. Greatest coaster in the world on a lot of people's number ones list. I mentioned it before. El Toro, yeah. Six Flags Great America. Tatsu out west. That's Yoshitatsu. another great one. Yoshitatsu, that's right. The Voyage at Holiday Park. Yeah. Santa Claus, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Kevin and I looked into going there. Ain't cheap. No. At all. But Voyage is considered like the best wooden roller coaster in the world. It looks awesome. But Santa Claus, Indiana, like... Yeah. I thought, it was, drinks. thought it was close to Indianapolis. No, it's nowhere yeah. near. It's a long, long journey. You know, I'm past going the through leader. there here in two weeks. And yeah. uh, I thought about stopping, but I was like, well, we'd be in 300 before we even walked through the gate. Yeah, I know. Just fucking how does anybody afford going to amusement parks anymore? And when I hear like, I know you've gone to Disney a couple of times and yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we uh, we spent <laughs> 10 bands, $10,000 on our Disney vacation. Oh, and we had a free place to stay for a week. Yeah. Jeez. Could you imagine if you didn't? Hello. And finally, the big coaster opened in 2006, Super Grover's Boxcar Derby. Nothing but the best from Sesame Street. That just misses my top five. And no, it, my, it was close. Yeah. We were almost there. It was that junior gemini but i couldn't decide which one was going to take the fifth slot so here's some news going for you the red ring of death the microsoft xbox oh, no. 360 has become a very big issue for microsoft and in conjunction with that microsoft announces a new phone venture that will give blackberry a run for its money which ended up being the windows phone yeah so wow wow there's that movie about the blackberry which looks awesome yeah but i don't think it's playing anywhere or streaming or anything. It's probably one of those things going to disappear. When I first, when smartphones first came out, I literally thought, I was like, maybe I'll get a BlackBerry. You know, there's a keyboard on it. That'd be really cool. And So I can remember one time, this is how insane phones have come. I had a phone, which I paid insurance for, and I think it was like a Sony Ericsson. Ooh, nice. something happened with it. That was like top of the line, and though, at the they, time. I shipped it back, and they gave me a loaner phone in the interim while they fixed my phone. Yeah. They gave me a BlackBerry. And I remember using a BlackBerry for a couple of You're weeks. You're like a politician at that rate. Yeah, yeah, it was like super weird. I'll never forget when I had the first smartphone, the T-Mobile G1, which is kind of like a sidekick. Yeah. But it had the smart technology. There you go. Western Union declares the era of telegrams are over as cell phones become smarter. Ooh. You ever do a telegram back in the day at all? You ever send a telly? No. I've never. sent like a telegram money order or yeah, something like that. Yeah, my mom used to send uh, money to 
my brother and uh, she would send it via Western Union. And I remember like how difficult of a process it was because you'd have the pain to, in the ass. you'd have to like fill out like the scantron with all the correct information oh, God. and then they'd like send it. And then the recipient would have to like read them the password or whatever. It was like, listen, I had to do my scantrons for tests in school. I don't need to do it at a Western Union facility. All right. Yeah. That's why I went out to the curb. Volkswagen teams with Google on a new navigation system, which later became Google Street View. All right. 2006. Yeah, nice. High definition televisions are now the standard going forward as analog standard def televisions make their way to the curbs of your home. Oops. Remember those days? Like, yeah. I remember getting my 32 inch LG TV for $1,300 at Best Buy when yeah. they first came out. 32 I bought, inch. I bought a 19, it's like a 19 inch. It's actually like a computer monitor that doubled as a TV. Yeah. And I think I paid like $325 for it or something. Is that crazy? At Circuit City. And now that TV would be 42 bucks. Like, go, I don't know. You can get a 32 inch TV now for $75. Yeah. Yeah. And I even think that's too much money because those TVs are Which shite. Is a little, right. But it's a little surprising that, yeah. you know, that you can. I don't know. Toys R Us names a new chairman and CEO. And boy, down here in America, we know how that turned out. They ripped it right from underneath us. And the Canadians, God bless them, hope to see those Toys R Uses once again. Not that Macy's shit. That's not Toys R Us. We got into this when we did the Swim Eat series. I still don't know what you're what you're hoping to find at a Canadian Toys R Us. I'm not looking for anything in general. I'm just looking to reconnect with that nostalgia. That's it. But I'm I not looking for anything in particular. That there's going to be nostalgia. I think it's going to be the... the modern oh i know it's not gonna resemble anything that you i know but it's in my head it's i'm at a toys r us again okay. it's just a, one the one time that's all i want and i know in the end i'll be like all right i was a toys r us who gives a shit but i was at one if we had one readily it's like at walmart every 20 feet why can't we have a toys r us again and then finally in the news the rolling stones named the top music money maker of 2005 making 168 million dollars in concert and record sales and there's still going still never gonna stop <laughs> most 20 years later still going the number one movie in america steve martin the pink panther weird oh god like fuck what a bad god shit shit thing this time kevin i'm gonna give you the top 10 on billboard starting at number 10 unwritten by natasha bedingfield number nine stick with you the Pussycat Dolls, Unpredictable by Jamie Foxx featuring Chris Ludacris Bridges, don't remember that one, Run It, Chris Brown, So Sick by Nayo, You're Beautiful, Hate That Song by James Blunt, don't remember this one at all, Breaking Free, Zac Efron, Andrew Seeley, and Vanessa Hudgens. I think that's from a high school musical. I think it is, never seen it. Be Without You by Shock. Mary J. I know, shocking, I know, I haven't seen it. Mary J. Blige, Be Without You, number two, Grills, Nelly featuring Paul Wall, Ollie and Gip, and your number one song in America, Beyonce featuring Slim Thug, Check On It. Okay. So that's an interesting top 10 from 2006. And that's all that was going on in and around Final Destination Part 3. In Japan, the film was renamed Final Dead Coaster. <laughs> Which sounds like something I'd like to ride. So there's been multiple dead coasters. Yeah. How is it Final Dead Coaster? Maybe it's the first one to be released there. It made know. more sense it was Final Death Coaster. Final Dead Coaster 3. Return of the Dead Coaster. <laughs> Mark Morrison. All right, let's buckle into the plot. You can run, but you cannot hide. Yes. Woo! Woo! There it is. Awesome. Here, get a pick of this. This is the beginning. Of the end. Hey guys, What's wrong? I was having that feeling like deja vu, you know, except for something that hasn't happened. All five Final Destination films are based around a group of people who escape some sort of disaster and then death comes for them one by one, usually in bizarre ways. In this one, it's 2005 and high school senior Wendy 
visits a Pennsylvania theme park with her boyfriend and other seniors to celebrate impending graduation. As the students are about to get on the Devil's Flight roller coaster. Great theming. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. Tony Todd does the voiceover. It's like a carny park, though. It's like Canfield Fan. Well, yeah, but they're like... They're at a legit park filming this, though, but... Yeah, so Wendy has a premonition that everyone on the ride will die when the hydraulics fail. She freaks out, and a total of nine people get off of the coaster. We have to get off of here. No, don't push the button! Don't! Don't push the button! Let me out! Let me out! When, when? It's all right. Please. No, it's going to crash! It's going to crash! Wendy? The hydraulics will rupture the dragon to go to please! What's going on? Let me out! She's on something. Her boyfriend and another classmate stay on the ride and sure enough are killed along with the other passengers when the coaster derails. Weeks later, Wendy's classmate Kevin tells her about the strange case of Flight 180, which would be the story from the first Final Destination movie. He thinks they are experiencing the same thing. This is confirmed almost immediately when two girls who got off the coaster are burned alive in tanning beds. So awesome. In that interactive dvd so they both burn alive they're both stuck in the tanning beds we may get to that later but um in the interactive alternate scene one of them is able to get out of the tanning bed but when she gets out of the tanning bed the stereo falls off the shelf and hits her in the head and then like she was still burned up really bad though the other one gets burned okay she gets like electrocuted or something but it's completely different uh wendy and kevin are now on a mission to save the remaining classmates they have determined that they will die in the order in which they were sitting on the coaster before exiting. They found it out via photos. Yes, and they have photos from the night that they were at the theme park, which also gives hints to how they will die. They're too late to realize one classmate is ahead of them in the drive-thru. So they're sitting in this fast food drive-thru, and they have no idea that the next person supposed to die is directly in front of them. They save themselves, but he is killed by a runaway truck. The next day, they see another classmate get his head crushed by weights in the weight room. They go to a hardware store. Well, it's like a big box. Like it's a, like a Lowe's. Lowe's or Home Depot, where they fail to convince two goth classmates that any of this is real before the one repeatedly gets shot through the head with a nail gun. Oh, it's awesome. It's the best. But during this, Wendy has to... She So basically, there's two of them. They're both supposed to die. But Wendy actually saves Ian, one of the uh, two. Wendy realizes that her younger sister is one of the two passengers directly before her and Kevin now that Ian has been skipped because if you get saved death skips you her sister along with everyone else is going to the tricentennial festival Kevin saves Wendy's sister so it skips her but then her friend gets impaled with a flagpole then Wendy saves Kevin from an exploding propane tank and Ian now shows up and blames Wendy for his girlfriend's awesome nail gun death the photo of Wendy from the the theme park that tells how they'll die indicates that Ian will somehow be responsible for her death. So Wendy manages to avoid. So basically there's like a fireworks cart and it tips over and she manages to like (laughs) duck. And then this causes a cherry picker to fall and it falls on Ian and it basically like severs him in half. Five months later, Wendy is riding a subway with her college roommate. And then like, I think her roommate's boyfriend or another friend, there's three of them. She starts to get that deja vu feeling. And then when she sees both her sister Julie and Kevin on the train. She knows it's going to crash. Papa Death is coming. And then the movie has the balls to end, indicating that everyone has died. Good. It's a logical conclusion yeah, it's point. Awesome. Let's get into characters. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Wendy. Ryan Merriman is Kevin. Chris Lemke, Lemke as Ian. Alex Johnson is Aaron. Ashley Tisdale auditioned for this role. Sam Easton is Frankie Cheeks. Jesse Moss is Jason Wise. Gina Holden is Carrie Dreyer. Texas Battle. I don't believe Romero. it. I know. Don't believe that name. Sheelan Simmons as Ashley Friend. Crystal Lowe as Ashley Halperin. Ashlyn Halperin. Amanda Crew as Julie Christensen. You'll recognize her from some things. Vanessa Hudgens, speaking of which, auditioned for this role. 
Didn't get it. And then that's all I will mention. Uh, other than again, Tony Todd did the voice of the devil on the uh, devil's flight roller coaster, as well as he's actually the subway train conductor. Plus Tony Todd, I think was a part of every final destination yes. movie. Well, the, the first two for sure. Okay. Maybe and then, not. but they just used his voice in this one. So Jim, which actor, actress gets past performance, any non-lead character still scenes. I love this movie. It's fantastic. I don't have one person. <laughs> I don't think any of them I'm are I'm exactly good. the same. It, it's not that they're not good. It is that... They're fine. They're fine, and that's... This movie is not... You're not there to give, like... A, like, man, that Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead? She's incredible She's in everything. Great. But, like, yeah, you're. this wasn't... You just needed to go and do your job. The deaths and the... <laughs> let me tell you about Texas Battle. Yeah. Well, what a dick. We'll get into him later. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move into best scenes. I'll go first. I'll say the roller coaster crash that foretold the death. The scene was shot at Playland at the National Exhibition in Vancouver. The roller coaster that stood in for Devil's Flight was Corkscrew, Ugh. which... <laughs> I wish the Corkscrew at Cedar Point was right, that good. This is like the most complicated Corkscrew With, roller coaster yeah, ever. Yeah, it's big. Because the other Corkscrew roller coasters are small and terrible. Oh, and this looks all right. It'll break but your like, neck. How they shot this scene through like a combination of CG and stuff, they had to ride this roller coaster something like 61 times Ugh. in order to the get nightmare. all the shots they needed. Yeah. Watching, so they kind of do like the record scratch reverse thing. So like you actually watch them all die on the roller coaster. So they like, there's like a, a hydraulic fluid leaking. Well, we'll get in that. And logic, then there's yeah. one dude who's trying to like, he's basically trying to do the girls gone wild thing. He's trying to use a digital camera and get these girls flashing, which makes no sense because they're in front of them. Creepiest dude ever. He is. Where you guys are right now, if you raise your hands and just uh, cup them slightly, It'll look like you're holding the devil's balls. And we'd want to do that. Why? When else are you ever going to see a dick that big? I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> you guys are smoking hot. Get out, Frankie. Yeah, why are you even here? Yeah, you graduated like two years ago. I stuck around to monitor your development. You see them, like, basically at one point, he drops the camera. It wraps around the track. Biologically what, happenstance, yeah. yeah. Which is what causes Perfect. the deal. But you see all these deaths, and mostly they're like people getting ejected or thrown out of the coaster or falling yeah. out of a loop. I mean, it's awesome. It's the nightmare scenario on yeah, a roller coaster. it's really cool, though. So my first one is I love the fact that they referenced the very first movie. That's the last photograph Lincoln posed for. The photographic plate was broken, causing a line that can't be removed exactly where he was shot. Look, see the shadow? Well, what do these pictures have to do with us? Look, this occurred one year to the day of the Flight 180 disaster. Look at the road sign. Look, I guess you came to me with this because I'm responsible for putting this in your head with the Flight 180 thing. And, and it did happen, and it may be occurring here, but you can't believe every weird thing out there because you're desperate for an answer. I took these. And it's yeah. a good nod because most times with sequels, they don't acknowledge what happened previously. It's an all new story. Nothing's ever related. So at least it's the same universe. I also find it interesting with the photos like they were able to link Abraham Lincoln and the shot to the back of his head with the shot he took before he went to Ford Theater with the line through his head. And we get 9-11 referenced yeah. in this movie. The image of I believe it was Flight 77 going into the South Tower also in association with the photos that she took at the park. I just think it's smart to yeah. acknowledge what happened before she references the Devin Sawa's character, the flight, everything. And it's also like conspiratorial theory type thing. Well, it was linked that they knew this was going to happen, but they couldn't avoid it. And it's yeah. like, it's happening to us again. Even though they didn't really reference the second movie, I never saw the second movie, so I don't know. I have the tanning bed scene. That was my next one, too. So basically. So good. Shit, I forgot my iPod. Sex, bitch. They got CDs. Ugh. Ew, Celine. Brittany. Dude, are we like the only cool people that come here or what? Uh, yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Why are you wearing underwear? Stymet says he gets off on tan lines. 
Right. To this whole thing. I, I don't know how they think of these things in the movie. Yeah. How they literally come up with like scenarios, like just bizarre. It's really smart. So like this movie is gruesome as fuck. It's more gruesome than most horror movies are anymore. So these two girls, they go to the tanning salon and the, I, he's not the owner, but like he Ivan. basically, yeah, Ivan, he's basically like, he's watching him. He's watching him, but he's on a phone call like outside and he's basically like, uh, yeah, go right ahead, whatever. He has the door propped open with a tube of tanning lotion. Bad idea, pal. Yeah. So then there's a sign that's like no drinks. Of course, she brings a and drink. And we said if this movie is made modern day, those are definitely Starbs. Oh, they're God. bringing Starbs cups. They're not bringing 99 cent no, gas they station have fucking drinks. Big gulp slushies. There's no way. And girl like that is gonna be like, I can't eat that. It's yeah. gotta wash my figure. Exactly. So first problem is they forgot their headphones. Yeah. So they're they, CDs. So yeah. So they have to put in a CD. <laughs> I love Britney Spears. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And then uh, they end up playing Ohio players roller coaster. But they're Bluff. fine with roller coasters. But the, the scariest part of the scene is not any of the death. It's the one girl making the faces and dancing and singing. Yeah. While wearing the tanning goggles with that tanning, like ultraviolet light on her and her teeth are glowing. It's nightmare fuel. She's yeah. so scary looking. Boobs. Boobs. They turn on the tanning bed. But what happens is she adjusts the temperature in the room. Yeah. And then it over modulates like the electricity. Rube Goldberg. And then, yeah. And then the drink's sweating. The drink's sweating. A shelf falls. It pins them into the tanning beds. And then the tanning bed gets so hot that it starts literally burning them. It's breaking apart. Yeah. Catching fun. They literally spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. So the interesting thing is this scene was shot on a closed set because one of the actresses, she like had major second thoughts about being nude. Okay. Which like, I don't think it was a hundred percent necessary. I think if she didn't want to be nude, they could have been like, you know what? Wear a bathing suit because they did say like the one girl's like, why are you wearing panties? I love tan lines. I love tan lines. And she says her boyfriend loves tan lines. So she could have wore a bikini, but they were like, no, she didn't wear like a sock or anything. She went full. Yeah. So again, the compromise is they were like, okay, we want everyone to be comfortable. So they shot the scene with only the camera ops present to me. What about the military? Million plus people that see it later. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? It's like, well, plus they didn't show her vagina on screen. No, just the boobs. Yeah. And I also love the fact that after they go to the funeral, let me reference Texas battle. Once again, what was his fucking character name again? I don't remember. He mentions to Kevin at the funeral. Yeah, man, these things really suck, man. Fucking boring. Hey, if you ever have to come to my funeral man, bring me a PSP or something. At least I have something to do then. That the goddamn funeral was so boring that if he has a funeral like that, I'll bring a PSP to play. <laughs> like, how? who has ever gone to a funeral and go, shit, man, this is boring well, as fuck. I'm go? a, I'm a why, game boy. Why even go? If you're that bothered yeah. that your classmates died, why show up then? It's yeah. weird. But I also like the fact that the cops get really suspicious. Like, these two fucking people have been around every yeah. single death. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, smart cops. So my next one. One, referencing Texas Battle again. Oh, yeah. The fucking gym, Dad. Yep, I got it. That's all I know how to do. Just scream. Fuck yeah. What I tell you, Kevin, huh? Fuck that. I just win. That's all I know how to do, Kevin. Baby, I just win. Like you cheered for the nail gun death. Yeah. I fucking saw it. Oh, and I didn't write that this. down. The nail gun death, when that happens, I'm uh, like, yeah! yeah. Like, I was like, that was awesome. With this guy, I turned into the final lap guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he deserved, he was a fucking cocky asshole. Yeah. They come all the way down there to save his ass. Yeah, he's at some sort of like state football camp or something. It's almost what it came across to me as he's at the like Ohio State yeah. University. Like and he's he got like training. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because their seniors going to be gra- they're graduated or graduated. Yeah. And his photo at the amusement park, he was doing the sledgehammer yeah. weight thing and there was a 
Sultan like with two cross swords. swords. Yeah. And there were cross swords above this one weight machine. Why would you have real swords yeah. above a weight room that sure. will actively shake? Right. Not well, a good you're idea. seeing a lot of things. You're seeing a stereo. There's a water fountain that like the water's Leaking. going on to the electricity. Where is the maintenance throughout yeah, right. any of these places? There's no maintenance guy. It's bad labor. But we finally see Nian. It looks like he escapes death. Yeah. It's like, and he's celebrating. Whoa! Whoa! Well, yeah, because the sword swings down and it misses, misses him. him. So he's I beat you. I beat you. All of a sudden he goes for the weight lift. Weights fall off. Crush his fucking head like a oh, melon. It's, awesome. it's like Jax from Mortal Kombat. Yes. It's like, good. I'm it's glad. Head pop. And they're just like, okay, they get splattered in blood, I think. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, because they ended up getting new clothing. Yeah. So before I mention my last one, I'll quickly say, so when they're in a hardware store, there's a lot of impossible shit that happens to get them to that point. But the girl is like sitting there. And because like the cool thing about these death scenes is that there's always even like in the weight one, there's always like four or five ways that it could happen. Oh, yeah. And to kind of tease you to guess how and they're going to And Wendy's tie. like looking at all of them like, oh my God. Yeah. And then, so when the girl in the hard, there's in the hardware store, there's a million ways you could die, but like she's on the ground, this nail gun from behind her just starts pumping her head full of nails. And she's alive as she's taking yeah. each yes. shot through the head. It's crazy. <laughs> And then finally, I have the ending. So always ballsy to kill the main character. Mm -hmm. I was going to look you up afterwards, but. You okay? Something wrong? Train. Oh, shit. I get it. We got to get out. It's not working. Somebody stop the train. You know, the subway derails. They did shoot this differently. Test audiences had a major problem with either how ambiguous or how much they wrapped it up. I don't remember which it was, but I think the audience was like, it'd be great if you like allude that they died, but then don't actually let us decide. Yeah. Rather than just being like, yes, they definitively killed them. I mean, it's smart. If you're going to go into a fourth movie, I'm not sure. I'm assuming they were like, we're going to keep going with these movies. Start fresh. Mm-hmm. So just like the toy lines, get rid yeah, of them. You don't want any carryover characters. No. no, just kill them in each movie. We're That's kind of the deal. So, all right, let's get out of the pool. Hey guys, I saw a picture. We were at a concession stand. There was a hot dog. You slept on a hot dog and you, and you, and you choked. All right, I'll break the news. So there's no pool check this week. Blame me entirely. Sorry, fuckers. The truth is... <laughs> We've had this episode planned for a while. We, oh, we've yeah. talked for a while. We're going to do Final Destination 3 with a specific pool check. But then the truth is... It evolved. It evolved. So the inside baseball is that I think the pool check idea came first. It did. And then we were like, what movie can we do this pool check with? But when I started making notes for the pool check, I was like, I have to make this a swim meet series or else it's going to be like 45 minutes. It's going to be a very long episode. So, so next week, we will bring you a roller coaster theme episode where we will discuss our favorite coasters and our favorite roller coaster related movies so let's get back in the pool oh my god dude i thought you died on that hot dog thank god he's allergic to relish Ah! all right critical question have you ever had a premonition of something that happened oh Man, do you ever have like dreams like that? Or do you ever like, like very vivid dreams? Or do you ever like daydream about something and then it happens? I've had dreams where it has not like anything specific. Like, you know how dreams like your short term memory, sometimes it won't click. But you wake up in the morning and be like, I'm not going to do this today because something. Yeah. So you're me. saying something makes you feel now, little- like what my bike accident. My mom took it to her grave by saying when I left the house that day without my helmet because my hair looked that good, she told my dad, I have a bad feeling. And my dad even said that. And then lo and behold, I ended up with a traumatic brain injury because I didn't wear a helmet. So my mom kind of had some sixth sense every now and then. Maybe it's just I'm too superstitious. Like initially, I didn't want to name this season 13. I just wanted to jump to 14 because sometimes the number 13 freaks me out. But then again, I'm like, that's my mom saying that's my my grandmother saying. I don't need that. It's fine. It's like buildings that don't have the 13th floor. It's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah, it is. Jump out the 14th floor. You will die earlier. (laughs) Um, 
I'm still so glad I got so to see him. I, this is like not really a premonition. This felt so much like Final Destination. I went to Niles McKinley. You went to Hallen. Yep. They were rivals. Mm-hmm. And Niles was... Both think, football teams sucked. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think my junior year, it was... Actually, my junior year, they were very good at football. Niles was. But I think it was my junior year. We went to an away game at Halland. And we were just standing there on the track, like bullshitting, talking, whatever. And I remember we were looking at the scoreboard and we kind of saw it flicker, but just for a split Uh-oh. second, Uh-oh. like a glitch, like a glitch in yeah. the matrix. It was like, you saw the scoreboard flicker and it was like that Wendy in final destination three, where we're like, wait, wait a minute. Something's something's weird. Within seconds, the entire stadium went solid black. Yeah. All the power went out. They had to cancel the game. They resumed the game the next morning at Niles for some reason. Cause weird. Yeah. We yeah I don't think we got power. I think it was at Niles. I don't know, but, but yeah, they just lost all power, but it felt so much fun. Cause I remember walking out of there almost feeling a little like creeped out because we like saw it before it happened. Not really a premonition. I had a feeling on a sports score one time and I got it right. Super Bowl 26, Buffalo, Washington. I remember being at like my uncle's house. I believe I was, and we're all just taking like bets. I mean, we're not betting any money at the time. I was 11. And we're like, oh, what do you think the final score is? What do you think? And I said 35-21, Washington. What was the final score? 35-21. This is CNN Breaking News. Pool Seniors editing Jim here. I screwed the pooch on this one. I did not mean 35-21. I meant 37-24, which was the final score that I predicted that the Washington Redskins would beat the Buffalo Bills. Call me Nostradamus. I had it right. I was wrong here. But in 1992, Papa Jim was right. This is CNN Breaking News. So that's the only time I was like, all right, got it. But no, like, death shit or anything. All right, let's uh, move into logic. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. Should have allowed nature to take its course. Dave McCall's responsible for a lot of people's deaths. Hey, you get on that coaster, guess what's gonna happen? Fucking, you're gonna die. Well, or he's gonna finger you. <laughs> Whenever she heard wild horses in Final Destination, think, oh my Incredible. god, her stomach starts carving Nicole Fava. <laughs> Biggest logic in this movie. Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong, he wants to be a second round draft pick in the NFL. He does. That's his goal. Lewis Romero going in the second round to Oakland. Not the second overall pick. Second round. The second round to the Raiders. Because basically they're, they're telling him, they're like, 32 to 64, I'm there, baby. They're telling all this stuff. They're telling Lewis, like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Why is he such an asshole about it? He's See, like, he a- doesn't even consider, like, okay, it's a weird, like, he doesn't even say, like, it's a weird coincidence. No. He's just straight up, people die all the time. Yeah, shit happens. Hey, Plane crashes happen all the time, huh? Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, but it, like, so his whole thing is like, he's like, I got a premonition. I'm gonna get drafted in the second round of the NFL in the draft to Oakland. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Yeah, why are you things. going in the second round? God. I guess at least he has realistic expectations where he's not like, I'm gonna be the number one overall pick. No, he's like, oh, I'm the 35th overall. Guy. Plus, doesn't he say the next year he wouldn't even be eligible? Yeah, he'd be 19. He'd have to pull a Maurice Claret and <laughs> <laughs> break the NCAA rules to go to the NFL or whatever. Oh my God. So my first one right off the bat, full caps. It is clear as day that the roller coaster is broken. Fury three, two, five. When Wendy looks up and sees two poles separated, like right when she walks <laughs> into the station as the coaster is going around two poles that are supposed to be bolted together, completely separate as the damn ride is operational. Nobody goes, Hey, I think I should tell a ride off. <laughs> hey, there's a gap. There's a fucking huge there's gap jump in the track. And then on top of it, you got hydraulic leaking. First off, on the write-off board, oh, yeah. it's going to notice that, and the ride's well, going to automatically shut. I'll combine that with yeah. my next one, which is worst write-offs ever. One train ops. One train ops. One train ops. One train ops. One train ops, there two are, ride ops. There are two ride ops, one train ops. <laughs> There are empty rows. They're horrible. There are people getting on through the exit. The dude is literally saying, I need to get off. My girlfriend just got slapped. And they say, no, no. you're good. Let's go. Let me Let's go. Let's go. Hey, ho. Let's go. Hey, ho. Let's go. Hey, ho. Let's go. Hey, ho. The 
They won't let certain people off the ride. They're letting people get on through the exit and then just walk right onto the ride. No one's stopping them. Hey, literally, can I put this massive digital camera in my pocket? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Again. It's just like every, the ride-ups are so bad. There's people with cameras and hats. There's empty rows. They're just, they don't give a shit how long the line is. They're like, nope, send it up half full. Like whatever. And the thing is, though, with that being a corkscrew, I'm pretty sure Arrow did that roller coaster because it looks like an Arrow ride. Damn same roller coaster, like corkscrew cars that you know will bang the ever-loving shit oh, yeah. out of your neck. Oh, never ride the corkscrew, kids. I know you need to get coaster credits. We'll talk about that in Swim Meat series. Corkscrew might be one of the like roller coasters that hurt me the yeah. most ever. So, my uh, my oldest daughter wants to ride. So both of them are a little bit more interested in coasters this year. My oldest daughter wants to ride a coaster with an inversion. And I don't know what the appropriate coaster would be Ugh. for her. Because I, my first thought's a corkscrew. But then I'm like, oh, I, I just can't. It's awful. So I'm like, I don't know. what Raptor? The, maybe. That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe like Raptor. Not too bad. Not too bad. But like, isn't Raptor, uh, I don't know. Is it flying? Is it stand up? It's, it's suspended. Yeah, suspended. So I I, yeah. I don't know. My other daughter wants to start riding bigger coasters too because somebody invited her to Kennywood and she was like, I don't want to be scared. I want to go with them next time and I want to be able to ride stuff. <laughs> Phantom's Revenge just... Boom, yeah. put it right on it. Yeah, so were dual tanning beds ever a thing? I was just gonna say this. I don't think dual tanning beds were ever a thing. And the, no, because why would they? Why would why would you be? want another naked person in the room with you? Even if you were okay with it, why would you want it? And then that shop worker, he would be charged with manslaughter now. Yeah, yeah. He would be. I think because he was like outside and and then so these two kids, I might did I tell this story on the podcast recently? These two kids in high school, they like couldn't go to each other's houses because their parents were always there or whatever. So when they would go to Bone, they'd go to the tanning salon. Yeah. And they'd like sneak into a room together and they would have sex in the room where the tanning bed was. No, I was going to say not in. I hope not. not in the coffin I of the tanning not. bed. That was the one thing about tanning beds because at the time when I was younger, I used to have bad back knee. Could not get yeah. rid of it to save my life growing up. Even the doctor suggested, why don't you do tanning to dry out your back? The one thing that always freaked me out about tanning boots was this scene was the fact that it's a coffin. And what if this thing gets locked and I can't get out? It's like no way in hell. But if we talk about this whole scene in general, somehow that shelf that falls down was able to bridge both of them and lock them yeah. down. I know you're not supposed to bring drinks in, but I wouldn't have a table there right below it. You have the electrical hub, a stereo that isn't screwed in into the wall properly throughout this whole movie like i said before there's maintenance issues absolutely everywhere that's how you cheat death screw shit in right yeah so this one let me try and explain all right this the best I can. I don't know how to explain the concept. So Wendy's photos from the theme park show how each person is going to die. But like, are they going to die that way because those are the photos she took? Or did death predetermine the photos that she took? It was as if death was over her shoulder go, that's a good idea. That's a great yeah, idea. I'm yeah. going to do that. Because like, what if she had taken pictures of just like... <laughs> just a random food item. Yeah. Like, like a foodie vlog. Like a hot dog. Like, yeah. Do you like my Hey, I'm talking a hot dog. Took a picture of so-and-so eating a hot dog. There's like, so that's when I start to think about it too much. I'm like, that's where it bothers me. So like Wendy is in the last row. So her and Kevin would be the last to die in order. Yeah. Death is able to skip people. Ian. So Wendy saves Ian's life, but Ian is responsible for Wendy's death. So isn't it predetermined that Ian had to live to cause Wendy's death? You would think. I've always learned and we've learned this from movies, especially like the flashpoint scenario where if you prevent a death, death is going to find a way no matter what to compensate for the loss of that death. So somebody else or additionally yeah. is going to be added to to the death roll. It's just like, you know, she saved Ian's life, but it was like, but Ian couldn't have died if he was supposed to cause her death. Like, so like if he died, Wendy should be scot-free then because his girlfriend isn't in that photo yes, to kill Wendy. Right. Yeah. Cause if, so if Wendy Ian dies, safe. Wendy can't die. So Ian in that case then, then yeah, I'm just going to let uh, Ian fucking fuck let the shit fall on name, him. He's named after the high school. What a fucking weirdo. They keep bringing that up a lot throughout the movie. Why did my name have to be the same as the high school? Yeah. Whatever. Here 
here. Speaking of Ian the shark, thanks Ian. Why do you need a nail gun to kill pigeons at point blank range? <laughs> and how are there only two of them to close a massive department store like Lowe's? That's right. Well, that's, I have that written down. It's like, <laughs> do you need a nail gun to kill? He literally goes up to him and like almost put it right on her head and just starts firing a nail gun. It's so straight like that. They're like, okay, we're going to let these two goth kids. He has to do the most random jobs at the end of their shift. I think he's they're doing like, like picks. All right. They're like, okay, guys, before you can close for the night, you got to saw a board. Yeah. You got to like put shit up there. Yeah, It's so strange. Plus, as he's dicking around on the forklift. Speaking of our buddy, Matt Thompson is going to give a forklift operator's perspective. If this was possible for a forklift to do or how would he handle the operation of Ian on a forklift? This is your lifeguard, Matt, certified forklift operator of over 11 years. Now, the forklift that we're talking about today is a modified 2005 Heister H50. Now, this model features a safety switch on the seat. If there's not at least 50 pounds or someone sitting on the seat, it simply won't start. Not only would they all definitely hear it starting, but without the seatbelt engaged, there'd be a loud, high-pitched alarm sounding the whole time and a yellow blinking light going off. One of the four people in that empty, dark hardware store. Definitely would have noticed uh, that going on in the background. Now, a tube of caulking rolls off a shelving unit directly onto the gas pedal, and it just begins to go forward. So either it was already in gear, in which case it wouldn't start it, or something else also hit the shifter knob up. They're also real careful here not to display the parking brake. I'd imagine if that was engaged, it wouldn't have rolled forward at all. Uh, then it rolls forward and hits a pallet of windshield wiper fluid, and for absolutely no reason at all, it begins to accelerate. Once again, seatbelt non-gauge no one on the seat. Alarms would be going off. High-pitched ringing noises. It would shut the engine off. It wouldn't move whatsoever. So it rolls forward about 20 feet. The chain's still hooked to the S hook that's attached to the key in the ignition switch. I'd imagine over 10 pounds a quarter-inch chain. That'd be enough weight to just pull the key out of the ignition switch. Also, it rolls forward, hits a wall of tools. I thought it was a hammer. It's actually just a random axe falls down on the lever. It's the correct lever that does make the forks go up, but you really need to engage the lever for the forks to go up whatsoever. Just a little 12 ounce, you know, axe head isn't going to engage it. I give the probability of this happening a 0% chance. I will award them some extra brownie points for modifying that forklift. They did give it a sweet paint job. Other than that, they just blatantly ignored all the safety controls and features, but they did a good job at cutting it in a way where you don't see the parking brake. You don't see the gear shifter. If you don't know any better, it seems kind of plausible that that sucker just would pull forward. But I rate the scene one out of 100 forklifts. We want to give Matt Thompson a big shout out for his professional opinion. And that is the only opinion that matters. And so relevant to this scene that we have a professional forklift operator totally lay the smackdown on Final Destination 3. Kev, I can't think of another person that could give us any better response than Thompson. As he's clearing stuff on the top shelf, how do you not hear in a quiet, closed store shit falling on the opposite aisle, like chains falling, shit's falling from the top? They don't hear a thing. There's four people standing right there. What are the odds that Wendy and Jason are behind the next dude to die? And again, they had to jump out to save themselves from the runaway truck, but they were not next in line. So if they had not jumped out of the car, they would have survived. They had to. Yeah, had to. They had to. Mo to. They (laughs) had to survive because, again, death is killing them in a specific order in a predetermined way. Such a great death scene. Oh, yeah. Angie coming out and chopping that asshole's head. Yeah, it's great. They changed that in the... So, two scenes they change. In the interactive menu, if you can select Ian to not kill the pigeons, he just scares them away. He, like, shoots one in the air to scare them away. Something changes. And then the dude does a creep, whatever his name is, Joey Cheeks or whatever. Yeah. When he gets like his head fucking gnarled with that blade, if you select whatever option it is, he ends up getting out of the way and not getting killed by the runaway truck. But then you see him get arrested for like pedophilia or something. It's fucking creepy. He goes up to the two girls that died in a tanning booth and proceeds to lick that fucking neck chain. It used to be on like tearaway pants. I forget what it's called, that company. Fucking creepy. But they literally entice him to talk to him in a weird way. I don't get it. Yeah, so he gets arrested. That's just part of karma. Yeah, part of the thing. So my last one is why do you put a massive amount of explosive fireworks in a trailer supported by one board? Yeah. First off, you're not ever 
ever going to put it in a race platform like that, especially in a trailer you hitch up to your caravan. Right. What the fuck did you think was supposed to happen? It's like, good Lord, man. Come on. Why did McKinley High School get like Averex Letterman's jackets? I saw those are the worst worst Letterman's jackets I've ever seen. And it takes the cheapest amount of money to go to your local select sportswear and get. I think we only ever saw two Letterman's jackets throughout that entire movie. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Not a Letterman's that jacket. Comic Sans? Off. And then like most things, this is my favorite logic. Like most things, I watched this movie with the closed captioning on. Oh, man. So at the end of the movie in the subway station, there's a singer like a, or he's on the train. He's yeah. actually in the subway. On. I don't know if this is what actually he says or just the closed captioning's wrong, but he sings, I quote, Bruno's drops. They threaten her. What? I have no idea. Is like Visine or? Yeah, I, whoever Bruno is and his drops. <laughs> Bruno Mars. So what is legacy of this movie? I mean, there's five of them. Oh, there's like, there's th- a sixth on the way. But isn't like the fifth one they just called Final Destination? Yeah, I think it's the Final Destination. Uh, okay. Which to me seems like they're wrapping it up. Yeah, we're done. But. Nope. No, the sixth one, I would imagine if they're coming back with the sixth one, they probably have a pretty good idea. I'm fine with these movies. Like, they're not slashers. They're not Saw. They're like, there's a different, it's always going to be interesting. As long as they come up with the interesting deaths and stuff. I think three is the best one that I remember seeing. I agree. I remember one pretty well. One's good. I think three is awesome. Well, this franchise also legacy wise, it's a meme. Anybody who ever sees a semi-tractor trailer carrying wood, they're like, oh my God, is this Final Destination? Yeah. If the lights were to flicker, kids, you did. Definitely move. All right. Stick around for some plugs. Where do you go when you're looking for fun? For the kids, for you, for everyone. For double loop, for corkscrew, too. For rides and thrills just made for you. Want a hundred rides and things to do in Aurora, Ohio? There's a place for you. Pool Sceners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show and all of the other ones in our back catalog. And you can find those on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and wherever you get your podcast from, because we are there. And never forget to like comment, subscribe, rate, and follow on Facebook. Join the Pool Seniors group for exclusive content. You will get it there first. Instagram, Twitch, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. We are all over the place, so you will never get one opportunity to miss us anytime, anywhere. And as always, back to Kevin. A final app guy. Do you like roller coasters? Do you like hot fudge sundays? What's the weather yeah, outside? The- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, the final got me with the hot fudge sunday you son of a bitch the old country buffet uh youtube training videos oh that guy's a legend you like hot fudge sunday what grade are you in at school have you decided what dessert you're gonna have do you like hot fudge sundays where's your parents (laughs) what's it like outside (laughs) i sound like a broken record at this point but what's something i love promotional tie-ins for example this movie had a promotional shirt for devil's flight which is kind of like a grail item for me i would love to have it does it look like a really bad no it's not good it's just just kind of like a black shirt had red font so it's bad bad not bad good no it looks like it was like printed on a home printer it just it says like devil's flight and then on the back it says like see you in hell or something i don't know what it said (laughs) but uh it's not great but it's still cool that they made it like you know if it looked like a real coaster merch shirt i kind of be into it but i bring this up because specifically a promotional item i love is promotional hard plastic cups oh yeah when we grew up hard plastic cups for everything most famous ones all came from mcdonald's if you watched the studio tour that jim posted you can see it'll be on threads friday join the pool seniors group you get it early you can see he's got a bunch of these most of which i think came from mcdonald's yeah interesting one about the batman ones is everybody remembers them from mcdonald's 
They are actually Taco Bell had Batman promotional cups before McDonald's. Yep. Did. But the reason I bring this up is, I guess to, to continue my tangent first, Burger King had them, 7-Eleven had them, Hardee's, I remember Hardee's having them. They did Days of Thunder. I just, yeah, I just sent you the link. There were Days of Thunder one. And then last year I got you, for a Christmas gift, I got you Last Action Hero ones. Oh, yeah. Which those are like litho. Lenticular. Everybody had those. Like everybody had the hard plastic cups. So right now at Raising Cane's, which I know you don't care for shit chicken they have post malone ones why i don't care about post malone but i like i do like hard plastic fast food promotional cups so much oh you did i went there saturday and got one how's it what's the look it's a good look on it they don't like a throwback no no? you can't really you'll have to look them up you can't okay the one i got you can't really tell that it's even for post malone it's just like a black cup with like a silhouette of post malone and some different but there's four of them and they're all pretty cool i'm hoping to get all four but i think i got the second one i think i missed the first one there's very few things that could be offered in a promotional hard plastic oh. cup that i would not try to get i did not expect these they're so they are there's four cups are released yeah. and I'm staggered and they are like the dream team cups they're not like the like mcdonald's has done promotional cups in the last couple of years that are just their regular cups with shit printed on them yeah these are on this on par with like the dream team cups it's like a litho almost yeah, but they're they're not. I mean, they're like the fourth one looks really good. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, I'm again, I'll buy hard. Pla- you do a hard plastic cup. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I totally should have done fucking that. Barbie ones. You should have done Oppenheimer Oppenheimer ones. Yeah. And then let's finish with some great news. Good news in the plastic cups. Great news for me, at least not a roller coaster, although there is a roller coaster at sea. But Hallmark has announced. Oh, my God. The Hallmark Christmas Cruise. Oh, where you can meet stars of Hallmark Christmas movies on Last board. Christmas, last Christmas. And I'm like, yes. I want to meet that guy that looks like Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> I want to meet all of these people in all these movies. I, these 50 movies a year I watch and half of them have the same people in them. But yeah, t- to me, that's like you get Melissa Joan Hart. Jason get, Priestley? He's only been in one. Oh. You get maybe Lacey Chabert. You get AC Slater. I don't even call him his real name. Yeah, he, he, nobody just cares. Just AC Slater. But then yeah, you get all these other ones that are in like all of these movies and I'm I'm fucking there. Although usually what they consider celebrity cruises or like the ACDC cruise that shit is insanely expensive. How insanely expensive would you say this Hallmark one has to be? I mean it's going to be but it is well like I don't Jericho's know. Cruise so, expensive? Probably. So I don't oh, know. Fuck that. I don't know who is. So that's a big question is I don't know which cruise line it's on. Not yet. I didn't look because like, if it's on like Carnival, you know, a Carnival cruises is relatively cheap like I, I mentioned you can take a three or four day carnival cruise for 180 bucks yeah and uh or or whatever and then but like royal caribbean or princess or something like that it's gonna be a little bit more but stuff like the jericho cruise or these rock and roll cruises or whatever they tend to be like $1,500 for a $300 cruise huh. because you're paying for the experience. It's experience. I mean, you get wrestling. And they're and almost and always just three-day cruises. I've been on a bunch of cruises, and to me, three-day cruises are not that fun. They're great for your first cruise to make sure you're going to, like, get your sea legs under you. Yeah, and make sure you're going to be fine and see what it's all about. But honestly, now, a three-day cruise is such, like, a dick tease because it's, like, by the time you get on the ship and you really get comfortable and have fun, it's, like, over. You need a full week. You need a week's the best. Yeah. Like, I've been on a 10-day... I've been on, or I think it was a 10 day, but then, which is amazing, but you at least need like five days. Yeah. So unless the nice thing about a cruise, not this hasn't become a cruise podcast, <laughs> but then there's pools on it. So it counts. Yeah, it all counts. Fine. It's all encompassing. Uh, but unless you pair a cruise with something else, like, so what next week when we're going to talk, be talking a bunch about roller coasters. So a big reason that I've been able to be on roller coasters in Tampa and Orlando and stuff is because we partnered that with like, all right, let's go to Tampa for yeah, a we're couple going days. to a port. So yeah, let's go to Tampa for a couple days before we get on the cruise and then, or get off the cruise, go to Tampa for a couple days. All right. Well, next week I've put a, a lot of work in and we are going to be discussing roller coasters at length. So I hope everyone, Everybody out there learned something. I hope you're ready to be fascinated and I hope you're ready to hear what our selections are for best coasters that we've rode. And if you've ridden any of the same ones we've been on. Oh, I hope so. Until next week, Silencia.